Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who share their great ideas in our guest blog at shareyourstories.online. Our guest is Deanna Lawson Langford, a certified personal trainer and coach who not only has a list of clients, but assists with certifying others in the industry. We're going to discuss how creating a new dynamic with coaching adds to the benefits of working out. And Deanna joins us from Hamilton, Ontario. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You know, I thought that we would start with you giving us your philosophy on fitness and health and wellness, because everyone has their own definition. And I know that you have a number of years of experience in the industry. So perhaps you can give us a little overview of what your definition of that is. Absolutely. Um, one of the biggest components, uh, so I have been in the field for over 25 years now. Mm -hmm. I started when I was five, let's go with that. <laughs> and um, one of the, the shifts I have felt myself in the field as well is really towards, um, this is also what drew me to coaching, is towards a whole person approach. So not only about the physical side of things, because that's such a, not small as unimportant, but it's, you know, if we look at a pie, it's this, a small sliver of the pie, and there's so much more to be considered. So really making sure that we can help folks from all areas that they come, right? We don't just walk in with our body, we walk in with our mind and our emotions and all of those things too. So really that whole person approach to help them move forward in their in their goals. So what have you found during COVID? Because, you know, there's sort of two different dynamics. You've got folks who sort of went whole hog into fitness and health and mm -hmm. wellness and took advantage of the opportunity to really yep. kind of get reconnect with themselves. Mm -hmm. And then we have those who had some difficulty with COVID and, you know, they perhaps were stress eating or, you know, binging on Netflix or doing those <laughs> kinds of things. I mean, I think we all perhaps did a little bit of both, but yeah. what are some of the things that you're, you're seeing Deanna in, mm -hmm. in the general population as a yeah. result of COVID? Yeah, it, it's a great reflection. There does tend to be um, kind of at first it was sort of this either or either I'm going to be really, really moving or I'm going to be not doing anything. Right. Um, and I have no judgment for either. These times are and were really hard for folks. So I think with whatever we're doing, I encourage folks to have a real self-compassion lens that they're looking through things saying you're doing the best you can. Right. And we might also need to do better for our health and wellness, right? Both right. of those things are true. So I do find, um, you know, the folks that are the fitness folk, you know, they're rolling along and those are not the people that need me. <laughs> um, you know, it's been the people that are saying, you know, my gosh, I'm so isolated. I miss my group fitness. I, I um, am not moving near enough. My, I have found people are struggling with their balance, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, maybe somebody that's had an injury or um, is of, you know, like 100 years old. I am talking about many folks, regular people that before we were walking, we were moving, we had to walk to the photocopier, if we even use that anymore. <laughs> um, but now because we're sitting so much that we're getting back out and our balance is challenged the imbalance we had in muscles, you know, right side to left side, for example, that has gotten worse. Um, you know, there are so many really interesting um, and things that we're now having to sort of reset to rebuild before we can get back to maybe where an individual was. Um, 
so it, it's it's interesting, right? It's it's frustrating for a lot of folks, but it is an interesting shift that we've had to make to say kind of all bets are off. I have to look at where you are now, regardless of where you are to or where you were a couple of years ago. We've got to look right. and see how your body has been impacted by the changes. So it's been, yeah. Tough. It's been interesting. Yeah. Now tell me, because I know that you flipped your business to online, like many mm -hmm. trainers. Um, yeah. And that came with a whole host of challenges, because we're used to the the one on one interaction with clients, whether it's in a group setting or in a yeah. personal training environment. So mm -hmm. how did you find yourself as a trainer making that transition to an online platform? Yeah, you know, it was interesting because when I, I launched my business right before COVID hit and I was actually growing the, as I said, I've been in the fitness space for a really long time and I was adding coaching to my um, credentials and experience. So when I launched, I was actually really focused on the coaching space. And as you know, we were already virtual, right? We were already Zooming before Zoom was a thing. <laughs> so right. that part actually um, happened pretty organically. So that I was thankful for. And then when I dipped back into the fitness space, um, you know, it was really interesting. Thankfully, I have um, a group of women that move with me in fitness classes that were just, you know, let's just do our best. And we laughed at the glitches and we just learned as we went along. What was interesting, because I also train fitness professionals, I speak at conferences. That was a real interesting learning experience, having to do all that pre-recorded. Um, mm -hmm. And then, of course, we're just heading towards the third year of doing a virtual conference. And it was like old hat, you know, it was just yeah. like, oh, that was really easy. So um, learned a lot. And, you know, I won't lie, it was a struggle. It was sure. hard, you know, yeah, we struggled sure. along with our clients. So we did have some shared really crummy experience there, which I think yeah. strengthened some of those relationships. I was right? just going to say, it makes it keeping it real, right? I mean, you know, totally. we, had, yeah, <laughs> yeah. we had like wardrobe <laughs> malfunctions. We had like all kinds yeah. of really weird things that were happening. So now that we're sort of in the post-COVID space, for lack of a better term, um, yeah. do you find that your clients are looking for a hybrid model where they want to meet in person some of the time, but they've gotten quite comfortable with meeting virtually? Is, are you finding that there's that hybrid sort of concept? Yeah, I think what I'm finding is, um, again, keeping it real, we are all learning. And so mm -hmm. I'm taking a client-led approach to saying, what do you need? And how can I meet what you need? Um, I'm finding that individually um my clients are not looking for hybrid they're either or so i have some people that were like yep i am back in person let's roll <laughs> um or some people that have said i am not comfortable to go back in person so i really want to keep the hybrid i mean oh, I, sh okay. I should say i do have a couple of people that join me in person and online um but i have found that um you know people are really going with what they're comfortable, which I think is awesome because you're going yeah, to get sure. a better result in your goals if you're feeling safe in what you're doing. So yeah, yeah so sure. I'm, I'm happy to keep sure. offering sure. both. Yeah. So let's just flip a little bit to the education component because, yeah. um, you know, full disclosure, you and I met when I was starting my personal yeah. training journey many years ago. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, we formed a real tight knit group there where we'd be taking courses and you were the, the instructor providing us with all of the information that we would need in order to write this exam to become certified. So a, a lot has changed in the education space too. And I know that you also speak at conferences. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little bit about how is the education component of people who are interested in joining the industry? Is it more group fitness or is it still from the personal training side? 
Um, it's a great question. And I, I don't have a solid answer again, keeping it real because we are still transitioning. And so what I have found is again, I had people from the get go say, let me know when your courses are back in person. And then other people that were saying, you know, I still need that virtual option because like you mentioned already, sometimes people are saying, gosh, I don't, you know, I'm in Hamilton and much of the training in many places is in Toronto. And so a lot of people are like, I don't want to drive into Toronto if I don't have to, I'd rather learn from my living room. So um, I'm finding that kind of hybrid model or not necessarily the same courses is um, offered in person and virtual at once, because that's really tricky in the, in the specifics courses that we're teaching, but offering both offering in person, we are doing lots of in person courses again, which is great. And some people still are really benefiting from the virtual. Um, And what's interesting is I'm connecting with people from across Canada. So I have people in some of my courses that I never would have met, right, because they're in Calgary, or they're, you know, east. And so, so that's been awesome to hear what fitness is like in those different areas, too. So it's, it's tricky, I would say more, um, people are looking for the personal training component versus group fitness at this point. Um, Because group fitness is still really uncertain in a lot of areas. And I haven't had a lot of people reach out just yet for the group fitness um, piece. Really the personal training is what people have been reaching out for me to me for at this point. But again, we're learning. (laughs) So now you've been in business for a few years now. You mentioned that you started, you know, sort of just before COVID hit. So give me an indication as to where you see the next sort of three years in terms of your own planning. Because, you know, Mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs, I always get questions from folks that say, you know, well, how many years, even though you had a corporate life, we'll call it a corporate life where you, you know, you, you worked for someone else, you did we'll call it nine to five. And then you decided to take the leap into your own business, which is now sort of humming along and you're, you're attaching all of these various different components, like, you know, the coaching and doing the education and doing virtual conferences and all of that sort of thing. So where do you see your business now as an entrepreneur moving forward for say the next three years? Yeah. Um, So in the coaching space, I work um, specifically with women helping figure out their work life blend, Uh, the work life balance for me, that term doesn't really uh, sit well, it feels really fragile. And we are so much stronger than that. So um, it is about how to blend. We know the pandemic has disproportionately hit women. And so it is really figuring out how to, um, you know, keep on keeping on and thriving when work and life and all the things are kind of hitting you at once. So that's the life coaching work that I'm doing, which is just, um, you know, I am have gone through and am still going through that journey myself. So it's been amazing to help other women really find their uh, voice in this new landscape. Um, And then the personal training component, you know, I still uh, work with um, a handful of clients that I I love, I still teach group fitness, I don't know that I'll ever give that up. That was the first baby that got me into the fitness space, right? So I don't know, we'll see. And then um, the fitness education is really where I um, am growing. So I'm a, you know, a CEC provider for a couple of organizations. So really helping fit pros figure out their next steps has been, uh, has been awesome. So those are the three areas that are really growing. So now I know that you you would be considered a mentor to folks who are in the industry, because you know, we all know that you need CEC units to continue to maintain your license. And so folks look to you for that education component. And then I know that you help folks sort of, you know, 
outside of the education, if they need some additional help, I know that you always make yourself available. So that would be the mentorship piece. But mm. as an individual who's in the industry, who do you look to for that little bit of guidance? Because, you know, I certainly found that when we're introducing all of these new elements into our business and we're making a blend ourselves, sometimes yeah. we need somebody to help us out to sort of give us some, some clues or some tips on how to, you know, we don't want to make the same mistakes and why should we when we have a yeah. number of people in our network who can help, right? Yes. So yes. Is, is there any one or any area of um, expertise that you've been looking to as an entrepreneur in your business? Yes, I think um, on the business side of things, I, you know, so one of the things I also have noticed over the last 25 years, just in, you know, in business and in corporate, I guess you could say, is how women are building up other women like there is such a team collaborative environment so you know i have a network of women around me that have been in business for longer that are doing similar work even though they're doing similar work you know they're happy to i'll say hey what about this or what about that you know um so reaching out to other women that have come before me that have paved this way right and then um currently in my personal training business i'm actually um i've noticed a big gap between when people are in physiotherapy for an injury and then they're ready, you know, discharged from physio or graduated from physio and want to get back in the fitness space, there's a gap there. There's often a little bit of lingering injury effect. So they're not quite ready for what I call sort of regular personal training. So I'm actually working on a post rehab certification right now. So the individual that teaches that course, of course, you know, he's definitely somebody I'm learning lots from. Um, so that has been great looking to other leaders within the fitness space, right? And right. that are have their own specialty and learning from them. And then how can I um, include that in my work to help my clients? So yeah. That's a really good point, because I remember when I was first starting to work in the corporate space as a trainer, mm -hmm. and I was part of a, a study that was done through um, the cancer center, where they mm -hmm. were, you know, taking a look at doing uh, what, what are the rehab opportunities for people who are leaving treatment, and before mm -hmm. they actually go back to what we would call yes. sort of normal day to day activities, yeah. you know, what can they do? How do they transition from yes the the medical space as mm -hmm. it were yes. to um you know to regular fitness because yes. in in those instances they didn't need uh, physiotherapy because it wasn't something generally that mm -hmm. um you know that needed that kind of discipline yeah so it's really interesting to see that you've been able to identify that there is a gap between physio and mm -hmm. then going back to working with a, a personal trainer or taking a group fitness class. So yeah. that's a really interesting component. And I'm sure mm -hmm. it will be something that you'll be able to concentrate on as, mm -hmm. as an area of specialty, right? Yes, uh, I, I hope so. And because clients have come to me and said, you know what, I got a, my favorite is I got a little something with my shoulder. Well, right. my scope, I can't diagnose, I can't, you know, that, that acute injury, no, that's beyond my scope, that's physio. But then just to say, you know, I've done this, but I still have a little something, right? And I kept a little niggle, that. right? There's a yeah, little yeah, niggle yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. And I thought, gosh, I've got to figure out how I can better serve. So right. yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I do hope that that will be uh, really helpful for folks. Well, I know that you will continue to grow as a fitness professional, because I think once you're bit by the bug, so to speak, um, <laughs> you've been in the industry for a long time, you're always looking for that next thing, right? So yeah. what is the next thing that I can do to sort of help people achieve their goals and objectives? So I know you'll mm -hmm. continue to do that. Now, mm -hmm. one of the things that we ask folks to do in our guest blog is to share three words of advice. 
Yeah. And your three words are, why not you? And I think that those are awesome. So I'm interested to hear how you feel that that's a wonderful way to sort of wrap up what mm -hmm. you say to your clients, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's interesting. We were chatting just before the, the why not you I've, I've reflected because I was looking back through um, your great website with share your stories. And, and it is something over these last years, when we've looked at how disproportionate our um, services supports opportunities are for different individuals in our community. The why not you has really made me rethink to say, you know what, there's a million reasons why some people don't have access to different things. So I've kind of rethought that over the last what I was saying. And my three words are what I've shifted towards is find a way. Because that's really what we need to think about is how to find a way. Now we have a lot of work to do to make sure that it's not disproportionate in people's access to services. And for clients that I work with, it's about finding a way. Stop looking at the box as the way to go. Let's look outside and find a new way to move forward in what it is that you're after. Because the world's different and we want to be able to take advantage of the, the different ideas, right, that are out yeah, there and see how we can get where we want to go. For sure. Well, mm -hmm. I really want to thank you for spending some time with me today, Deanna, because you've really oh, given people a lot to think about because it's not just, as you say, the physical space and what we do to work out. So the physical working of the body. And mm -hmm. I also want to give a special thanks to you because you were one of the first 100 uh, blogs <laughs> that were featured in the series. Mm -hmm. And we've certainly come a long way since then. So I certainly yeah. thank you so much for taking a leap of faith to join me on the journey to share your story. So thank you so much for that. Oh, and thank you for asking and congratulations on your 300. Is that where you yes, are now? Yes, oh my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah, thank you so much. Amazing. And to you, our viewing and listening audience, I'd like to thank you for joining us in this edition of Keeping It Real, where we introduce you to the person behind the logo. I'm Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series. And if you're interested in sharing your business story, visit our website at shareyourstories.online. Thanks again for joining us. And we look forward to meeting you next time when we share another great idea.